Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Golden Mike Experience. I'm your host, Bill Moran, and today we're talking to a mid-century model who brought New York advertising to life. Please welcome the gorgeous Gloria Jean to the show. A pretty girl is like a melody. What do you think, Gloria? I like the way you sing. <laughs> Does that bring back memories, hearing songs lots like that? Of, lots of memories, lots of good memories, yes. Music was always uplifting for me. Was that important to what you did? Yes, because when I worked in a studio, in order to get the vibes going and the enjoyment to start, we usually had music going. Just upbeat music. Upbeat music, positive upbeat music. Yes. Well, tell me, tell me how you got involved in the modeling world. Were your parents supportive of you doing it right away? No. No, it's, it was not anything that they encouraged. What was she worried about initially? I was very young. Yeah? Very. How young? I started when I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't think this was something that I should be doing, that a nice girl doesn't do these things. So girls from the Midwest that lived there came to New York to seek their fortune. I didn't have to do that. I was already in New York. Well, when she said to you, nice girls don't do these things, what was she referring to? What was she saying? A nice Jewish girl doesn't do this. So I figured that I have to try. I have to do it. You were you were involved with over 20 photos that were published at one point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, well, it was nice to see yourself in a, in a magazine. Uh, I, and it was nice to bring it home, but nobody made a big fuss about me, so it just, this was something I did. You're new and you're starting out, and there are the photos and the whole ball game. Tell me about your agent. Uh, the first agent I went to was the Ford Agency. Well, that's where all the high fashion. Oh, that's the biggie. Were. The biggie. Yeah. And I was not tall enough for high fashion, but of course, in my dreams, that's what I would want to do. Yeah. Is high fashion, and she said, Mrs. Ford said, "Well, we could put you on a rack." I said, what do you mean, what rack? They put you on a rack and they stretch you and yeah. I would gain a couple of inches. Well, from then on, I had nightmares. How can they stretch bone? You can stretch skin yep. and then afterwards all that skin would sag over. I said, no, thank you. So finally I went to Burke McHugh. He was my first agent right? and he just, treated me like a father and that's who I put my faith in and I did very well there until until I got into college and I wanted to do some other things other than what Burke was leading me into. You went to college where did you go? I went to New York University in the village. But on the other hand why did you why did you just why did you decide to do the university when you had a modeling career underway? The education was more important than the modeling, and I was the first grandchild to go to college. Mm. And I felt that I owed it to my grandmother and my parents and myself. 
And that's why. Going back to the modeling and the agent, um, were they looking for, what were they looking for? What did they expect out of you in terms of your work? Well, he called me a mugger. A mother. I could make faces. I could emote emotion on my face. Mm -hmm. uh, and I could move in front of the camera. And I was a good commercial and fashion model. So also, I had an age range. I could be a teenager, and I could be a young married. And when I went on a job, I asked my agent, how old am I supposed to be? So I knew what was expected of me. So it was interesting. I could play a teenager, and I could play a young married, an older, an older girl. And that, that diversity made you even more valuable. Yeah, it did. I mean, that, that's, uh, I'm curious again, in the, in the beginning of modeling, uh, who were some of the, who, what were some of the product that you actually pushed? Uh, well, <laughs> one of the best ones I did was for 7-Up Soda. Yeah. I didn't know what it was for until I got to the job. And that ad was run on billboards, magazines, newspapers, ran for a long time. Unknowingly, yeah. that's the ad my future husband saw. Mm. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Gloria is going to tell us about the photo that would change her life forever. Love and marriage, love. Then marriage. Well, as you know, today's guest is a former model, and one photo stands alone. That photo that got her a husband. Tell us about 7-Up, and are you still drinking 7-Up? <laughs> Yes, I'll have it occasionally. Uh, I did an ad for 7-Up. Again, I didn't know what the ad was for. I was told to be at the studio. There were two other girls, and I was holding a bottle of 7-Up, listening to somebody on the telephone. And my husband also saw, well, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he was shown this picture of me and said, would you like to meet this girl? It happened to have been a friend of my aunt's who was a patient of my husband's. And he said, yes, why not? Well, he didn't call me right away. It took a while. And then he did call, and we arranged to meet at his office. He didn't tell me he was a twin but mm. I knew he was a dentist. Uh -huh. So when I got into his office on the 58th floor on Fifth Avenue, I said, I can't tell twins apart and I don't like doctors or dentists, <laughs> and started to walk out. Yeah. And he stopped me. Yeah. He said, no, I'm your date. Mm. We went on a date, we had dinner. He took me for a, to a fondue 
restaurant in New York. Yeah. I had never had fondue, so I was very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and the next time he wanted to take me on a picnic, which we did. We went over the George Washington Bridge right. to a spot that he knew to have a picnic. He had some bread, cheese, and wine, some wine, cheese, and bread. He was a connoisseur. Oh, yeah. And before he knew it, he was engaged. Wow. So the we were engaged on our second date, and it's lasted 58 years, all because of that ad. Right. When we were in Maui a couple of years ago, I was walking down Front Street. Oh, what a Street, great place. Oh. And in the window was... Yeah. A sweater yeah. with that ad on it. With that ad? That ad. It wasn't 7-Up. It was No, N-O. <laughs> and at the time, No was a, uh, a ladies' sweater company. And they took that ad, changed the bottle's name from 7-Up to No, yeah. but used that as the ad. Wow. I saw that, and I started screaming, Alan, Alan, look at this, look at this. So he ran into the store, bought as many sweaters as he could, and we went back to our place. But I gave a sweater to my each one of my sons, and I kept one. So that 7-Up has been very, very good to me. Well, I'm looking at the ad, the 7-Up ad. Please, please. Let us get in a word about this. And here's 7-Up, fresh, clean taste. And again, a very 50s look. Look at this, and then plus deposit. It doesn't say how much, but boy, this is the 1950s. Yes. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about right. it. And to see it kind of recreated later on, yeah, unbelievable. A great, great shot. Whoa, look at this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I happen to be looking at a photo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. That's bad? Is, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Tell me about this shot. Oh, my God. Absolutely stunning. I have no idea who the guy was. It was a cigarette commercial. And uh, I think we were both smoking away. Don't even know what brand it was. Oh, it doesn't matter. People shouldn't smoke anyway. Right, I shouldn't have. And here, look at this. My gosh. Blemishes go away. Stay away with new Noxema skin lotion. Yes, that was an interesting job. Yeah, tell me about this. Oh, my God, look at this. Look at the photography on it. Yeah. Wow. There was a ruling passed that uh, there was truth in advertising. So if you were modeling and showing something, you had to use that product just to make it legal. Yeah. So what I had to do for Noxzema was go to a dermatologist for six weeks while using Noxzema. Right. So it made there was truth in advertising. And the picture was very unusual because it was my face with pimples on it, and then it was my face as a mask showing my real face without pimples. And it was, it was kind of new. I, I think I've seen pictures doing the same thing now. But that picture was my first fan club fan club my fan letter oh a young girl yeah 
wrote to me and said that she had the same problem, and so uh, it, this is really helping her. Well, I'm glad I helped somebody. <laughs> interesting, interesting commercials. I'm, I'm looking here. Here, at a, here are a couple more now. Hot oatmeal nope. is, oh, this one. Boy, mince, girl. Oh, it's hard for me to, it's, and it, it's, t- tell, it's, me, tell me about the photo. Uh, I got a call from my agent to be at the studio. Yeah. And I got there and they brought out this very pretty dress I was going to wear. And the photographer sat three girls, I being one of them. And it's Lifesavers. Yep. And when you look at the picture and the price of the Lifesaver will give my age away. It was five cents. Five cents. For a roll of, yeah. <laughs> of Lifesavers. Uh, and I had no idea what what that was. It was just the young guy offering a lifesaver. And one of the girls in there was Tuesday Weld. Oh, I well, yeah, Tuesday Weld. Yeah. Before, <laughs> Boy. I, before she made it big in movies. She sure did make it big in movies. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking about Norman Rockwell. <laughs> right, you think about this. The innocence of this shot right. takes us right into the 50s. Take a look at this. The three girls and the gentleman. This is the 1950s. Yes, yeah. This is not now. No, no, it wouldn't be. You wouldn't be wearing a dress like that. I think I had gloves on, I'm not sure, but it was a very pretty white prom dress. And, and, and think of the era that you were in in the 50s, there was an in, it was innocence then. Right. It's so much different than, than it would be today, isn't it? Yeah, very much. That book, uh, by the way, I took my granddaughter to New York for a vacation, and I wanted to show her the Guggenheim Museum, not the pictures so much, but the yeah. whole architecture of it. Yeah. And it was the time that they had that horrible snowstorm, and it was freezing cold, and the snow was like up to your waist. Finally, we, we got to the museum and I told her, so go to the gift shop, pick something out as a remembrance. And I went in there with her and I happened to see that book and I was thumbing through it. There were people in there that I had worked with and I had known. And all of a sudden I saw that Lifesaver ad and I screamed out, Sabrina, Sabrina, look at this, look at this. And she came over and she said, Grandma, that's you. I said, I know. It's, I'm in a book. That was wow. very exciting. That, I mean, for a granddaughter to say that, yes. to you, that, that had to be thrilling. Yes, it was. It uh, was very thrilling. Gosh. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm still thinking about the 1950s here and how different this country was, how different the world was yes. back then. Yes, um, the innocence. Now, you know, when you, when you think about it, uh, do you think, as, as, as you look at it today, as modeling today, is it a whole new world? Very much so. Very much. Uh, my agent would send me to a job. Yeah. Today, these young girls go out on cattle calls, and there are 50 to 100 girls looking for that one job. And it's terrible, the, the uh, rejection that they feel and it, it's, it just wasn't the same. When you got called, you were going to a job. The advertising agents knew who you were. Right. 
but today they call girls in from the Midwest. They have offices in New York, Chicago, here. Very hard. She did make a couple, uh, my younger granddaughter made a couple of commercials, but I tried to influence her not to pursue it. It just takes a lot out of you when you are rejected all the time. I want to ask you, I'm curious about this, uh, because everybody's concerned about weight. Yeah. Now, was there a pressure on you to, to uh, stay very thin in order to con continue in the, in the industry? Fortunately, I was always thin. Not now, but then I was. And my agent would parade me around and say, this is how you're supposed to be. This is, I didn't even break 100. But that's not the way girls should live. It changed quite drastically after the 50s. The kind of money you made back then, did you make a lot of money? I made money, which put me through school, yeah. bought my clothes, and helped out my, my family so they wouldn't have to pay for me for a lot of things. I paid for myself. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting as, as you look back and again as you look forward, um, the marriage lasting 58 years, and now, of course, um, you recently lost your husband. Yes, I did. Um, how long ago? Uh, seven months ago. Seven months ago. How difficult was that for you? It was terrible. Terrible. So what was your, after a certain period of time goes by, it's very, very difficult because I know, I know personally myself, I lost, lost my wife after 58 and a half years of marriage, and that's very, very tough. Did you, did you get involved at all with any, any grievance groups, or how, how did you approach it? Well, ever since the COVID happened, uh, I'm here at the village. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going outside of the village until I get my second shot. But I do have wonderful kids. I have a terrific daughter-in-law, and I was spending weekends with them. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to have more with Gloria when we return. We're back with the Golden Mike Experience. And we're talking, of course, to Gloria Jean, who is beautiful, beautiful, inside and out, I can tell you. You've been photographed a lot. What are some tips in terms of taking good photos? Don't have a frozen smile on your face. Uh, Working in front of the camera doing an ad is so different from taking just a photograph with friends or a photograph somewhere else. When you are doing an ad, right. it's not one picture. They're snapping away while you're moving. And there's a contact sheet maybe with 20 or 30 pictures on it. And they will choose one from that selection. So when you're with friends and you're taking just casual pictures, you don't have a choice to pick out which one you think you look better in. 
But is it, is, does it ever happen to where sometimes, uh, sometimes the best photo is one that you're not posing for? Right, right. Does that happen a lot? Oh, yeah. It, it, when I was working, we weren't posing. The only time I was posing was holding uh, a bottle of Coke, and you only had my hand, so I didn't have to worry about anything else. But there's no posing. They, you have to keep moving. The light is different. The, the, scene, the feeling is different. And each shot is different. So you have an opportunity of picking out the best. Yeah. What's the longest period of time uh, taken in to, to get the shot that, that they wanted, let's say, for your, for, from you? Well, don't forget, I was paid by the hour. Oh, Sounds yeah. funny, doesn't it? <laughs> paid by the hour. By, by the hour. Yeah. So the, the photographer didn't want to waste time. Right. He wanted to get the job done within a reasonable amount. So he wasn't going to take three hours. In an hour, you had to be ready with makeup on and in front of the camera. Then it's up to him to take the pictures and up to me to perform. Yeah. It, is it, have you ever had a work where you were a little under the weather? <laughs> yes. Uh, in New York, there was a newspaper strike. Right. And uh, you, uh, during Christmas, now how can you pick out a Christmas present if you didn't know what was advertised? Yeah. So one of the stores on 42nd Street, I don't know if you recall, it was Stearns. It wasn't a... a, a high, high end, but it's still they were trying to advertise their sales. So they had an idea of putting models in the window with a chalkboard and advertise the toaster, the dress, oh. the this, the what. Yeah. And that was very effective. But I wasn't feeling well. I had a, a, the flu or something, and my agent called, and I said, no, I can't come. I'm not feeling well. Well, my mother came home, and I told her what happened. She says, you're going. I'll give you a thermos of chicken noodle soup, and you'll be fine. She's like a stage mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I went, sniffling. and, and uh, But she said, you'll be in a warm window. <laughs> oh, that's great. Warm window. And that's what I did. But I didn't go to school that day. I was working yeah. in the window. And my professor was outside watching me. And he's standing there with his arms crossed and his head going up and down. So that's where you are. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> it was terrible. I, I screamed, and the girls in the other windows came over to find out what was wrong. I said, my professor's out there. <laughs> Coming to you live from the village at Northridge in sunny California, you're listening to the Golden Mag Experience. Here's a word from our host, Bill Moran. Hi everybody, I'm Bill Moran, coming from the Village Senior Living Community right here in Northridge, California. This place, I can tell you, is gorgeous, and it gives its residents a sophisticated blend of comfort, style, endless social opportunities, and an impressive array of recreational and wellness programs. You know what? It's like a resort here. 12-hour restaurant dining, a fully equipped fitness center, heated swimming pool, a theater, internet, lounge, 
Arts and Crafts Room. I'm Bill Moran. Thanks for listening. Be cool and be healthy. Gloria, we've had a good time with you. You have been a great guest today. And before we let you go, what's your advice to women who want to be models in 2021? Follow your dream. Be prepared for rejection, but follow your dream. If that's what you want to do, go do it. For power to you. Did you encounter a lot of rejection before you hit it big? I didn't because I went on jobs that they asked me, that my agent sent me to. But no, I didn't feel rejected. I want to thank you for being with us. I thank you. This and, has been so enjoyable. Uh, you're welcome. And here's to many years of happiness, the way you met your husband. It's a testimonial for dentists all over the world. He was right with you, and it's a wonderful story. And your career represents so many different elements affecting so many people, all of us. One way or another, we love models, however we see them. And I want to wish you well in terms of your future with your grandchildren and your life. And thank you so much for being with us. I'm Bill Moran. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.